Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves. Our guest today, Robert Schwartz, author of Courageous Souls. Keith was just asking me to share a story uh, that happened to me probably 20 years ago. I was living in a house with two other people who were um, smokers. And I just had such a judgment. I mean, I just don't like smoking anyway. But I was around these smokers, and so what the guides did is they turned on this desire in me to smoke. So I went from a non-smoker to a chain smoker. (laughs) What what happened to your judgments? Oh, man. (laughs) I went from a non-smoker to a chain smoker of two packs a day to a non-smoker in a period of two months. Now these two people, now, you know, I dropped my, my judgment about smoking. I still don't like being around it, but I don't have the judgment on it. And the two people, of course, are still addicted and just couldn't believe and hated that I was able to go from non-smoker to two packs a day to non-smoker in a period of two months effortlessly, and I no longer had the judgment. Drove them nuts. I wonder, though, if you had held on to the judgment, if you would have had more difficulty kicking the habit. Good job, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) It's suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, we suspect that. And we notice that most people that we notice smoking, when we tune in on deeper levels, smoking clouds, uh, clouds clear thinking on certain issues. Right. So if you don't want to see the truth about whatever... You will tend to keep smoking to keep yourself clouded. Or you want to deceive your, actively deceive yourself That's on something, right. then smoking fits right in sometimes. I don't tend to have that pattern as much, having a craving for truth. And I know the two people that I was with at the time, <laughs> they're, they're pretty much hiding from some truths pretty big time. Yeah. You know, one of the things I have used to curb my judging at times, and I, I just highly recommend it, I would practice being the person I'm judging or somebody else, but basically the person I'm judging. And I would simply just pretend as if it was real, I'm that person. And and if I could sort of be where I could see them like, you know, they're shopping or whatever, and I could be an eye shot, it even got it better because that was me walking over there. And so after I was them for a while and really you know, get into their energy field and just become them, I I began to realize that we are all sort of programmed to be ourselves, and those people are simply walking around being themselves, however that is, and if I was them, I would probably do pretty much exactly what they're doing. So it just kicked, kicked kicked the piss out of me being able to judge anybody when I would practice that. Well, you know, Keith, I, I think one of the things there is that, that pretty much everybody is doing what they think is right. Mm, that's uh, true. It's just that they have very different ideas about what it is. That's right. I noticed that my ethereal father, my soul's father, who I'm in touch with, you know, I often notice how profoundly he loves me, even though I have these dark, these dark parts of myself. And he just loves me. I mean, he understands I have those. He does what he can to help me to see them so that I can get through them, but never stops loving me one iota for them, for it anyway. And I figure that if he can love me with some of my junk parts up in my soul, then I should be able to be at peace with other people's stuff. Well, see, that's the, the sort of energetic pathway that I'm talking about. He's blazing a trail for you. 
and many others, yes. Yep, that's great. So there's masters and guides and angels. We, we sometimes say it's standing room only. They're just packed in here. But everybody has them, um, and they, they, you know, they're, they're assigned to each person. We have one or two or five or 20 or whatever, and they know everything. They know our prayers. They know our our thoughts, they know our intentions, and they closely oversee our lives. Is that what you have found too, Rob? Yes, that, that's very much the case. And, uh, you know, that, that was the experience really that kicked off the path to writing Courageous Souls because uh, what happened in my case, as I mentioned, I come from a corporate background and I had been in marketing communications, and this was back in mid-2003, and I, I felt I uh, was very unhappy with the work I was doing. I felt that there was a higher calling for me, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And so in, in search for it, I went to uh, a medium for the first time in my life. She channeled my spirit guides. Now, I didn't even know what a spirit guide was at the time. <laughs> and a- as you say, they knew absolutely everything about me. And not only what I had done in my life, but they knew about private feelings and thoughts that I had never shared with anybody. Mm-hmm. And. This is what really gave them so much credibility when they started talking about pre-birth planning. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, for example, in that session, they referred to a prayer that I had said five years earlier, and I'd even forgotten about it. I said it alone in my home, and I didn't even say it out loud. I Mm. just thought it. You got ten seconds. I prayed to God for help, and, and they knew all about this prayer, and they brought it up. And they said, your prayer was answered, and I was just astounded by that. Great. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Robert Schwartz. Courageous Souls will be right back. <laughs> 